thank you for tuning into an episode of a modern man podcast i'm your host jd welcome we are doing episode four fargo recap how are you doing today steven i'm good how are you jd i'm doing good i had another excellent episode i didn't expect i didn't know what to expect coming off of a phenomenal episode three but episode four was just as compact yeah a lot a lot happened it it felt a little slower i think while i was watching it yeah um i'm used to five people dying and all this other stuff happening it was a little slower but still a great episode yeah before we get started i have to admit i think you were right i think you called uh that Lauren Malvo is playing the Ten Commandments, or not the Ten Commandments, the, the biblical plague. I told on, you on 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 the supermarket king. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't see that coming. That's exactly what happened. Bravo! I watched too much television. Okay. Bravo! <laughs> Unfortunately, it looks like I am correct in that uh, uh, Officer Gus is going to die soon. Oh, so oh, <laughs> I like, saw that. Yeah, right? I, I think you can you can already admit your loss. It's definitely going to happen now. Oh man, no, yeah. All right. Anyway, let's go from the beginning where we have the supermarket king, a young supermarket king. A young supermarket king is driving with his wife and with his kid for the first time in Minnesota. Uh, we don't know where they're coming from, but they come from somewhere warm because yes. his wife complains. Um, Lots of debt. And say what? Lots of debt. They're coming from obviously a bad. Yeah, life. they're coming from lots of debt. He at one point his wife was like, "I can't believe we we left everything we had for this," and he's like, "What did we leave? We didn't have anything." Yeah. Um, and then, in, in the middle of the road, in the middle of winter. In the in Minnesota, and somewhere in Minnesota, they run out of gas. Um, even if you only got five dollars, I I don't know what what are the chances. Come on, man! Like, you, you fill up the tank. You're in the middle of Minnesota in a blizzard. Fill up the tank. Fill up the tank. I completely agree with you. But like, also, I was wondering, his wife was giving him such a hard time. What's up in this show with wives giving their husbands hard times? Well, she's Greek, so, you know. I mean. <laughs> European like, women are a I little more it, feisty. They get a little I more I think spice. it was worth it. Like, if I was stuck in, in the middle of Minnesota in the middle of winter in a car with no gas, I would be pretty mad, too. Yeah. But still. I know Molly would have been like, oh, it's okay. All right. We'll, we'll snuggle up with a little fire. <laughs> uh so they're out of they're out of gas they're stuck milo steps out of the car and is like i just need to figure this out i need to stop listening to you nagging at me and let me figure it out um and then a big 18 wheeler comes and milos thinks he's saved you know this this the guy in the truck is going to rescue him he starts waving this truck down the truck just keeps on going doesn't even stop that's kind of rude I think in 2021, if I was a truck driver, I wouldn't stop because I, I've heard so many stories about people pretending like they have a broken down car, but they're just trying to rob you. Yeah. But like in the 80s? No, that was 2006. It's depicted in 2006. Oh, this is 2006. Wi-Fi is, you know, that's, yeah, I was like, what, we're 12 or so, 13? Yeah. I, I don't know. Still. We met a year later. Anyway, a truck doesn't stop. Milos falls on the ground and he says, he starts praying. He says, please help me. If, if I get out of this, I will be your servant for the rest of my life. Lies, 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 lies. Anyway, um, he looks up. He sees an ice scraper sort of sticking out of the snow. Um. And so he walks over and he starts to dig in and he finds a chest of money or like a briefcase full of money. Yeah. Like there's a, he finds he's stuck in the middle of the road. His car is broken down and he finds a briefcase full of money. I think again, in, in 2006, I would have taken the money in 2021. I'm not taking the money. I'm, I'm taking a few, I'm taking a few bills out. I'll get two, three thousand bucks, but I'm leaving the briefcase right where it is because I've seen too many movies 
that gets tracked back to me and I end up dying. I admit, okay, now that you say it, I'm at least leaving the briefcase and taking significant amount of the bills. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking a couple bills. You're taking a significant amount of the bills. Well, if there's 50, I'm taking 36. (laughs) Taking enough, but the word looks like someone took it, but he's like, okay, maybe I don't got to come after and kill this man. No, and then I, don't, I, I don't think it works like that. I, I think I want to take so little that they don't even notice it's missing, but enough to, to help me out. If you've listened to the previous three podcasts, you know I'm kind of greedy. I've learned how to murder from this podcast, so I'm taking yeah. a little more and taking the risk, okay? What what you what the listeners haven't heard on this podcast is JD is actively looking for houses in Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but he's actively looking. I just thought I should throw that in. (sighs) Anyway, he finds this briefcase. He goes back into the car and he says, God is real. God is real. God just answered his prayers. Unclear how he he turns a briefcase full of money into gas. But nevertheless, he does somehow. Yeah. Which in, in, uh, in, in a capitalist society, that makes sense to me. (laughs) uh next scene um uh milos is back sort of in the current day he is at his home he hired some plumber to come look at his plumbing to figure out how all this blood got in his plumbing if if we go back to just for a quick reminder of what happened at the end of the last episode milos is showering and a whole bunch of blood just comes rushing through his drain And we see him scream, and the, basically the episode's over after that. And so he, uh, you know, so now he's he's trying to figure out how that happened. He thinks he's he hires a plumber to come in and and check everything out. Turns out he didn't hire a plumber. Turns out the guy he hired is working for Lauren Malvo. Uh oh. Bad luck for this guy. Yeah. It's terrible luck. So not only is this guy telling him there's nothing wrong, you're crazy, I don't know what's going on. Milos is just in full-blown sweats now. He's been taking Adderall. He's been taking (laughs) multiple Adderalls a day for a while now. And he's losing his mind like anybody would. Feel bad for him. And And then... then so so you know the the plumber's done he's uh, the, the the plumber the fake plumber's done he couldn't find anything as he's walking out he says you know you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of Moses and the plague told you have you ever have you ever read that in the bible told you and milos goes crazy he grabs him he starts shaking him he's like you what are you talking about don't talk to me like that um and then the scene is basically over and right then i i thought i got to Whenever I come on to the episode, I got to give you credit. You were right. It won't be the last time, I tell you. It won't be the last time he says that. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we made, we made a bet about who's going to die first, and I think I'm going to win that bet. So This is where I got a little afraid about our bet, which I think we should eat a live raw egg yolk. Neither of us, I believe, have tried a raw egg yolk. I think we should have to chug a raw yeah, egg I'm yolk. Not, I'm not doing that. That's salmonella. <laughs> Yeah, asking for salmonella. They do it all the time. <laughs> asking for salmonella. Come on, Vin Diesel. Come on, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Ex- explain why you're so scared. Oh, because Gus Grimley gets a call because there has been a pet that has been assaulted that seems like there's foul play. It's, so, it's Milos's dog is dead. Yes, Milos's dog. They they want an officer to come look uh, to come investigate. Yes, that is the call because the and so Gus Grimley is on his way to Milos's house and Malvo is standing outside waiting for the trainer to leave and to make sure that he corroborate corroborated with the plan. So as Malvo is standing outside, Malvo likes to view. Yeah, what's going on? He likes to see things in person. He doesn't trust that bad things are going to happen. He likes to verify. I told you, he he lost respect for me during last episode and then gained it all back within another episode. <laughs> wow, wow. 
So as he's standing there randomly in a suburban neighborhood in Minnesota, Gus Grimley pulls up and, oh, that's the guy. He just sees that's the guy. Remember, I think this was the short towards the end of episode one. Malvo just killed um, Officer or Chief Oswald. No, um, that was no Chief Oswald's the guy we. No, Chief, gonna Chief survive. Oswald is the new one. Yeah, he called he he killed the old chief. I forgot his name, Thurman. I Thurman, name. I believe Thurman. It was Thurman. There we go. Yeah. He killed the <laughs> Chief Thurman. <clears throat> he was leaving Bimji. Mm-hmm. He stole Lester's car. Yeah, and Officer Gus pulls him over, and Lauren says, "Just leave now, or you're going to regret it." And Gus leaves. He's a single and dad. Yeah, he's a single dad, um, but but that decision, that one decision, has been weighing on him for the past few episodes, and now he finally gets his revenge. He sees Lauren in the middle of nowhere, talking on the phone. That's the guy. That's the guy. And, and then, so he gets out. Of, he gets out. He pulls out his weapon and he says, "Put your hands up." Malvo immediately pulls out his phone and calls someone. Did you catch that? Oh, and it's an it's a character. He knows. That's what I mean. He's he's a phenomenal actor. I said that last podcast. I don't I don't know if that was a fake phone a fake phone call or he actually made a call. I I didn't think he actually pushed buttons. He was just saying like I'm on a call. He was like, "What? I'm not doing nothing. I'm on a call." I'm I'm pretty sure he said um uh what city are they in? Uh Dumby? Duluth. Duluth. I'm pretty sure he said Duluth, uh, Jordan Peterson, like something else. I thought they would already know that because he picked up his information from Duluth post office as that name. So whoever, you know what I mean? Like maybe because he knew he was about to be arrested. Maybe he's, he sort of called, called his, his boss or whoever to let them know that he was about to get arrested to start working on the backstory. But I've but remember he picked up that ide- identification from his boss, so his boss already has this information that he's in Duluth with this identity. So in case anything goes down, you know what I mean. Like he has a, bu- a book of address. You know what I mean. Like they give. I don't him know. The identity. I, I I think that was a real call. I think that was just a very quick. It was quick, so like, quick, and that's 2006. He did not dial enough. It's speed that's, dial. Speed dial. They had speed dial on the flip phones. I get if they had speed dial, which they did, they did. Then I, just, I, I, would I mean, but I would be surprised if they're a criminal organization. If the if the hitman organization also had a plan for if you get arrested, just on the ready at any time. I think that's something you got to activate. I, are you kidding me? You have. I don't know. They give you a fake ID. They know what city you're in. You have a book of phone numbers. And like, you know what I mean? Like if they tell you, you know what I mean? It's literally you play a character. and Like James Bond, he plays a character to each thing he goes to. No, I I understand that. He's definitely playing a character. I just just think he, he had to... He had to inform his superiors that something that he, something was about to go down. These are the organizations that built the greatest city in the earth or on the planet, New York City. These crime organizations. I think they're well connected and well thought out. Look, okay, I'm just, I'm just, that's my opinion, okay? I think, I think we will find that I was right at some point in the future. At some point, but not now. <laughs> not now, not now. Right. So, so Gus arrests him he puts him in handcuffs i thought malvo was about to do something to not let himself get arrested i I was surprised that he just put his hands behind his back and and, uh, let him take him in that's what earned the respect because that's what i say i kind of expected him to go all hitman but what he did earned me his respect i mean (laughs) so so they're on the they're on the ride to the police station malvo's in the back Malvo says, um, you, you made a big mistake. And Gus ignores him. And, he's, and a few minutes later, he says, you made a big mistake. And Gus is like, what are you talking about? And he said, that's what you're going to say in about two hours. Okay. He was like, okay, whatever. They get to the police station. Um, 
I don't know if you saw this, but when Malvo is getting booked, he steals the, the booking police officer's glasses. I didn't know. I saw he had glasses, but I didn't know who he took. I didn't know he took Gus's glasses. He took it, he took it from the officer that was booking him. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, I just thought a, he just... just a quick sleight of hand. Um, and then he immediately turns on this phenomenal Minnesotian accent. Oh, it was... It's the best... Well, obviously, he's the best actor in the show, but by far, I love the accent. Yes, he turned it on. That was... that was, he, he seemed like a legit pastor from a few cities away in Minnesota, like he was claiming. That was, that was really good. Yeah. And uh, Gus was getting angry because he knew it because it's fake. And he's because he didn't have that accent when he first arrested him. He just turned it on once he got to the station. Yeah. Um, let, let, I also want to point out that why are there so many scenes in the Duluth police station happening in the restroom? Because not to put, these are simple folk. I'm just saying, like, I understand you got business you want to take care of, but you don't like just walk with the guys to the restroom and then and then just stand there while they pee and just continue conducting business and then walk back. Like, it's so you can it can wait. I I think it's a way of uh, constructing the culture of just how kind of simple and plain like by showing them in a place like the restroom a lot really illustrates i, I mean know. i i could see that i yeah. could see that not to gus gus always gets scolded in the restroom so i don't know why he keeps going anyway um you forgot molly so gets alerted that they have right uh, right uh, right so so Gus brings him back to the police station and immediately calls Molly and says, I have the guy. I have the guy. Poor, poor Gus. Molly doesn't know who he is. He had to remind her who he is. He, he, he does I, like her. Me. This favorite and worst part of the episode, these, this scene right here. Really? Explain more. Well, because I told you I wanted her to be the little girl's new mommy. I, I thought they had something going. I, I didn't know she I was just... Too. Yeah, and she didn't know who he was, and then coming up two seconds later, when Molly, just simple-hearted Molly, couldn't go drive over to Duluth herself, she sees them discussing the wind or the snow that's going to be coming in, and she says something, and and Bill, Bill pulls a bill. So. She tries to play. She tries to play by the book. You know I love Bill. You know I love Bill. He, <laughs> this guy, he's definitely not dying now. <laughs> Melvo saw how stupid he is. He's definitely not dying now. Um, yeah. So so Gus calls Molly. He's like, "It's Gus, and I got him." And he's like, "Who? Are you? Who's this? Like Gus? Like who, who's Gus?" And he's like, "Gus." From Duluth, we had dinner, dinner together, yeah. and she was like, "Oh yeah, you." <laughs> um, and then she's like, "Okay, I'm I'm coming." Like you said, Chief, the new Chief Oswalt was was talking about how the officers could could make more money if they plowed some snow in their free time, like, <laughs> but don't let it interfere with your with your policing work now. Whatever you're doing. uh and 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 molly says i got a call from the duluth police department they they got the guy i'm gonna go check him out and deputy chief oswald gets so jealous he's like why did they call you you're not in charge of this case why did they call you um and he he shoots molly down and says no you're staying here it's my case i'm gonna go and just, just right then, I knew that Malvo was going to get out with no charges. Yeah, right I, then. Oh, I was like, I was, uh, I was afraid. I thought I was like, with Molly coming, like this. Yeah, is- me too. I was afraid. I was afraid. Like Molly's there. She's she's going to go hard on him. Mm-hmm. She's not letting him go. She's not letting him go, and he's going to recognize how hard she's going, and yeah. he, she's going to Malvo's going to need to take care of that open loop. Yeah. <laughs> nah. 
But nah. by the way, this proves that Gus is going to survive because they know he knows no faith. They have no faith in Gus. So that's why my boy Gus is going to survive. I- <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, a few hours like a few hours later, um, Malvo's leaving. Yeah. He convinces um, the chief Oswalt and then the, the lieutenant at the Duluth police station that he is Jordan Peterson, some. Uh, minister in a few towns f- f- north, um, and right on cue, Officer Gus goes up to his lieutenant and says, "You're making a big mistake." And Malvo just looks at him and smiles. Jeesh, jeesh. <laughs> so Molly calls him. And she's like, why, why haven't you been answering? Like, what's going on? Gus is like, they're letting him go. Molly says, what do you, what do you mean? Why are they letting him go? They're letting him go. Meanwhile, Molly, see, I don't, I don't, I have some questions about Malvo because Molly is interrogating um, the woman who owns the motel that Malvo stayed at a few episodes ago. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Yeah. Right. And. And they were looking at the the guest list, and Malvo checked in under his real name. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me. That didn't make no sense. They, yeah. And then in the room, he left some uh, some coins from the Lucky Palace, mm. which was the strip club where he killed Sam Hess. So those two things didn't make sense to me. Real Lester moves right there. Those are Lester moves, yeah. exactly. Those are not Lauren Malvo moves. And so I, I get it. You you need to sort of, you, you know, the, the writers had to throw Molly a bone because there's no way she was going to ever catch him <laughs> at this rate. So they threw her a bone, but I don't think that's that's Malvo. I don't, I don't think Malvo would do that in real life. <laughs> um, but because of that, Molly learns his name. When he when she calls Gus and Gus tells her that Malvo's walking, they yeah. couldn't keep him. Um, she says, "Well, I have his real name. His real name is Lauren Malvo." So Malvo's walking away. He's leaving the police department, the, the police station. Uh, Gus goes and like runs and chases him down and says, "How can you do this? How can you lie?" And he just keeps it up. He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I hope you find the killer." And then Gus does, he says the, the two words that are going to get him killed. And he says, Lorne Malvo. And so Malvo stops. He smiles. He turns around. And he says, why can humans see more shades of green than any other color? And walks away. Mm. Wait, no. He says, because I was... Once you find the answer to that riddle, <clears throat> um, you'll you, find the answer to your question. Yeah. Too. To why. And then walks away. Yeah. That was a power move if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. That's why, did I not say he earned all the respect he lost? I know. I know. All right. I know. And we got to go back a little bit because then we have, of course, I don't know why they still have it. Homeboy plays with his infected hand. And he gets threatened by the goons. So yeah, so I was trying to wonder. So we see Les with his uh, Lester with his brother. They're, he's back at home. Um, he's trying to like get some out of a suitcase, and the suitcase falls on his hand, um, and he's in a lot of pain because he has this. He got shot. I think there was a shotgun ricochet. Or it was something a ricochet. Yeah, in his in his I, hand. I thought that was going to get him in trouble. Remember previously, and now it's just a nuisance. I feel like. Well, so. I was wondering, why doesn't he just go get this checked out? I, I think he's waiting for uh, the shrapnel to come out mm-hmm. and then go and just be like, I cut myself. It got infected. Like, can you look at it? But it it's already a police report that's been written down. You know what I mean? Like, usually with like a bullet wound, I know they say they need a police report, but he had a police report. He could go back to the pharmacy and get some anti... Like, I'm just saying... Yeah. He, you're it, right. Like, yeah, he's he's already not a suspect in any murders. So, so why is he? You're right. Um, but it, we get it. We get a good look at his hand, and it is swollen, swollen. Yeah. and it it's 
different colors. It it looks like it hurts. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he just looks at it. He, he's, he's not doing anything about it. He likes with pus coming out. I'm like, just get the shit taken care of. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Um, but while while he's sort of playing with his hand, he gets a phone call from Mr. Wrench and Mr. Numbers. And Mr. Numbers is on the no, Mr. Wrench is on the phone, and he says, um, "Like, was it worth it?" Or he was like, uh, "Lester, you're you're a small town guy." Um, you get rid of Sam Hess so you can be with his wife and, and take his insurance money. Was it worth it? Can you say I was Lester. right for the second time, by the way? Remember when I told you they thought he killed him? That's why I they think, were coming I think after him. We agreed him. on that. No, you thought it was some alternative reason. Uh, we'll have to go check the record books. All right. Listeners, you, you tell us who was right. Because I don't. Okay. I, I I think I, I said I agree with you on that, or I said that too. Anyway, so so that happens. Um, Lester's flustered. the The two henchmen are obviously stalking him. They they know where he lives. They know his his home phone number. They probably just bought a yellow p- pages and, and got <laughs> it from there back then. Um, so he's in trouble, and for whatever reason, he doesn't do anything about it. He's being stalked, clearly. Uh, he's being accused of uh, Sam Hess's death by who knows who. Oh. They're threatening his life, and he doesn't do anything about it. That's not even the worst part. Keep going. Okay, the worst part is when they do come. Where is he when he gets, not kidnapped, it's abducted because he's a grown man. But <laughs> <laughs> Can adults not get kidnapped? I guess I guess they can. I I call it abducted because you're you're it's like the same thing. But as an adult, you know, you're adult abducted. Isn't abducted kidnapped for an adult? I've just never heard that adults can't get kidnapped. I feel like that's what an what does the word abducted mean? (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I can't tell you the difference between those two words. Okay. Well, he's walking out to his car and. They grab him and throw him in the back of his trunk. And that was a smooth move. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was walking back to his car through like a parking lot or something. Mm-hmm. And you have one guy with the trunk open, digging around in the trunk. The other guy a few feet away from the trunk. Lester walks between them. And they just like two, two motions get him in the trunk. It, it was that was a smooth move. Yeah. But the keep going. I get disappointed when this situation never happens where you get off a phone call and they pick up. Like it takes a little bit, but he yeah, so com- he's in the trunk. He realizes he has his phone and yeah. he makes a phone call. Yeah. Takes a little bit. His brother's watching some quality porn. He doesn't pick up the first, second, <laughs> or his, third. His time. brother almost doesn't answer because yeah. he's watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> then, he, then he, I don't know why he got to shut the computer. To answer the phone call, you can still keep it open. I think he's trying to lower down the volume. Oh, okay. And he thinks that does it. But the brother picks up the call and he tells him he's getting kidnapped slash abducted. And then the brother says, oh, if this is happening, I'm going to call the cops. And then Lester says, no, I'm good. Yeah. Well, I, I think he says, no, I'm good because he finds the taser. I, but yes, and he realizes you he can get out of the situation himself. Even he sees the taser, <laughs> and then the brother says, "Cops!" And he's like, "No, I can do this." Two goons yeah. who are going to kill me, <laughs> and I have a taser. You said, "Cops!" I'm good. What? Poor Lester. I don't. I don't think he understands what's happening. <laughs> I think they're giving him a ride to the ice cream store or something. Like it happened so quick that his brain just hasn't caught up yet. Uh, because you're right, he he, call, he gets his brother on the phone. He he can't explain what's actually happening to him. It takes him a few tries, and then when he finally does, his brother's like, "Okay, you're being kidnapped. I'm going to call the police." And he's like, "Oh, remember when we were children and I we used to play pranks on each other? This is one of those pranks." Yeah. Hangs up the phone. Because he. <laughs> And I'm like, the taser is not a good explanation to why someone kidnapped me yeah. and I found a taser. I can handle this. 
I can handle this. Maybe a gun. If I if I found like a pistol, like maybe um a taser. Yeah, I don't I don't know about the that. Same man who flinched <laughs> and ran into a door. Uh, but I, look, a few a few scenes later, I, I was happy for Lester. Oh, we'll, we'll, get it, we'll get into it then. But a few scenes later, I was happy for Lester. Um, Lester's Lester's in in the trunk. They they get to their the, the, he's he's in the trunk of the two hitchmen. They get to their spot where they dump all their bodies. They they, they got a little thing going on. You have one guy in the front with the ice driller trying to drill a hole in the ice. You have another guy dragging Lester. Basically, the exact same scene we saw a few episodes ago. Told you the best way to kill a person. And and in that scene, they actually did kill the person. There was a small part of me that thought Lester was about to die. I know, I because they kill people so quick. I yeah, thought Lester was dying. They they kill people super quick. They dig the hole, they dump the body, they walk away. I thought his story was over. Yeah. Um, and so he's pinned down to the ground and he's like, just say it, just admit you killed Sam Hess. And he was like, I, I didn't kill Sam Hess. I know who did. It was this guy. And the, the hitman's like, this guy, who's this guy? I thought at, in that moment, he was about to explain who Malvo is. Yeah. That doesn't save you. I, I recognize you still die in that instance. Um, but keeps the story going. Yeah. No, he pulls out his taser, tases the guy in the neck. The guy faints and he runs away. And we learn at this point that uh, Mr. Numbers is deaf. Yes. You predicted wrong. As I predicted incorrectly. It turns out he is deaf. Or maybe just the sound of the machine is so loud you can't hear what's going on behind you. He is cutting a hole in the ice. Thank you for saying that because I was even saying, why couldn't he sense the vibration of the body? Oh, but that's true. Hitting, hitting the, the ground. But because of the drilling, he's not, and you know, he's not sensing the vibration of the body. Yeah, that could be true. That could be true. And, and Lester runs. He's, he's free. One guy's down. The other guy's still drilling. So he just runs. Can you tell me another thing? Just like horror films. Couldn't go back to the car. Couldn't get the other guy. I mean, no, I get that he's big, and like, what are you gonna tase him through his coat? So no, you get you get him in the neck, just like you did the other guy. But he's big, unless that's what I'm saying. He's big, unless they're small. So I'm at least run to the car. Like, how far are they? Run to the car. Yeah, I mean, so a few a few different scenarios ran through my head. You tase them both, find the keys, drive away. I thought tase them both too. Okay. You tase them both, you keep drilling. Yeah. And you just drag the bodies in. <laughs> this man is the, <laughs> the man who ran into the door on a flinch. That's what I'm saying. I'm I mean, like, if someone's trying to kill me, if the hole was already dug, I think I would have dragged the bodies in. I, I don't think I would actually keep drilling if this was me in real life. But Every horror film has taught me you get by the guy who's in front of you, you, you get 50 yards down the way and they, they catch up and you die anyway. Unless you get into the only car in the middle of Minnesota. Yeah. Or th- there's a car literally just a few feet away. Just say it's yours and take the ticket. Yeah. You know. Um, but maybe you don't have keys. I, I don't know. So, so Lester finds the, finds the road he, he okay so let's just remind remind the listeners he just escaped two hitmen trying to kill him he runs through the snowy forest finds the road sees a police officer and is scared yeah he doesn't know if he wants to go to the police officer he is so afraid of the police that he gave he, he spent a few seconds thinking about running the opposite direction instead of towards the police officer when there's hitmen who are chasing after him. Yeah. I don't understand why he's so scared of the police. I, I told you he should wake up. We've discussed this and have a plan. This man has no plan of what to say. Yeah. Like, his wife was just killed and he is afraid to use that as a crutch when he, 
clearly it's it's weighing on his conscience. He feels bad. He knows what kind of questions Molly is asking him. Just find reasonable answers to those questions. And if she doesn't think they're reasonable, tell the chief that she's harassing you <laughs> and he'll get her off your back. Yeah. Like it's simple. <sighs> so he, he, Lester goes up to this police officer and says, can you give me a ride back into town? <laughs> police officer says, I'm not a taxi. <laughs> kind of a... Uh-uh. Kind of a bullshit thing to do when a guy approaches you out of nowhere in the middle of winter <laughs> in Minnesota. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of rude. Like, give the man a, a ride. Like, I'm just saying, I, I did not expect that. He less is like, please, please, I just need a ride. The guy's like, nah, dude, like, find, find your own way. We see nothing but snow, but good luck. Yeah. Um, and so Lester gives him, gives him a little tap on the nose, just like the, the weakest little tap on the nose I've ever seen, but good for Lester. Good for Lester. If he gets himself out of that situation. Two things. Not only he has the balls to punch a cop, but with all this, he can't use the story. I'm an insurance adjuster. One of my clients died and they think I'm a sus like, there's no foul play in that statement. But, but the problem with that statement is it requires some explanation. The cops can be like, wait, what? Slow down. What are you saying? And meanwhile, the henchmen are right behind them. Who knows if they're willing to kill the cop too. He was trying to get out of there quickly. You're okay. Great. Thank you. All right. Thanks. So I, I thought in that moment, right. So he punches the cop. The cop's like, well, now I got to take you in. Les is like, thank you. That's what I asked. Um, cuffs on, puts him in the back. I thought the cop was about to get killed right then. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man. So his Lester window almost was got down. away. The his window, window was down. Was yeah, I, uh, I, I thought that something bad was about to happen. But no, he gets taken in. Yeah. He gets Did taken they in. see him? Because the, the goons were kind of looking in a – they weren't looking at him. They were looking kind of in a distance. I think they, I think they did see him. I would have, if I was less, I would have been laying down. Yeah. What? I don't want them to see me in the back of the police car. Just think I'm gone. Just think I'm gone. I'm Houdini. I disappeared. Mm -hmm. Now he's, he, he sort of stares, smiles and like waves as he's going by. He's, he's a polite Minnesota go, you know, he makes eye contact. Have a good day. (laughs) God, Lady Lester. And then there's a battle at a bar because obviously the two henchmen, I, I think previously they had a disagreement on thinking if Lester was even the guy. Cause I don't, I don't think hitmen like killing innocent people. That's um, what my sense was from that. Maybe. Yeah. I, I was on, I was unclear about that. Um, Mr. Numbers wasn't quite sure it was actually Lester um, he wanted a confession, mm-hmm. which is why when they were digging the hole, Mr. Wrench pinned him down and, and wanted him to confess. Um, at that point, I thought, the other guy is deaf. I'm just going to say he confessed. <laughs> <laughs> he won't know the difference. We know where your honor lies. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Um but, but before we get to the, the bar fight scene, because that leads to a crazy ending, there, there's another part that we missed. So Malvo gets released from, uh, from, from the uh, police station. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his helper comes, picks him up. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile this, this guy's been going around town Apparently collecting crickets. Oh, I was thinking mosquitoes or crickets. Yeah, whatever's the next plague. Uh, apparently collecting crickets. And next thing we know, we have Supermarket King in his office. His son comes to visit him. He's full on sweat still. He's losing his mind. He's like, son, I don't got time for you right now. His son starts crying. He's <laughs> like, are you crying? Like he's never seen a, 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 a male human being cry before. Well, he was so mean. surprised. For being mean. I'm just saying, like, that kind of behavior does not fly in 2021. Cry. 
<laughs> I support your crying. Okay. I, I support your crying. Let it all out. But he, he looks at his son in disgust. Are you crying? <laughs> and he says, you're being mean to mom. And, he, and, and Milos replies, kill or be killed. <laughs> oh, my God. And then a cricket lands on his desk. He smashes it and says, kill or be killed. Um, and, and his son is horrified. Not only is he, is he in sort of trying to, he's crying because he's being mean to his mom, but he was like, don't kill the cricket. And he killed or be killed. And he's horrified. Next thing you see, there's crickets everywhere. Apparently, in the small town Duluth, um, I didn't know this, but you can buy tens of thousands of crickets. <laughs> I don't know where he got all these crickets, but Malvo and, and, his, and, his, and his helper somehow got all these crickets and unleashed them on uh, Milos's office space and his supermarket. Yeah. And there's just thousands of crickets everywhere. You hear, you hear screaming in the background. Milos sort of stumbles into the supermarket people are, are running and falling and things are breaking and there's just thousands of crickets everywhere how do you find that many crickets well he had a hundred at one store and there's four other stores so so that equals twenty thousand crickets hey, they I'm, I'm just, I'm, fast okay in the in the middle of winter in duluth minnesota s- somehow Malvo got thousands of crickets and planted them in this guy's supermarket and people are going crazy. And at that point, Milos is standing at the entrance of the supermarket. He doesn't know what's going on. He's, he's just flabbergasted and he gets a call and the guy on the other end of the phone says million dollars. I'll call you tomorrow with the drop site. God is watching. And uh, just like Milo said at the beginning of the episode, he says again here, God is real. How, how, do, you, how do you play mind games on someone so bad that you got them thinking you are literally God? Wow. The show is teaching me some things. Wow. Like, I I can't blame me, Milos. I think I'd be there too. Oh, yeah. But yeah. But. If there was blood coming out of my shower, crickets showing up at my store, my dog dying. I, I told you I thought the dog was the firstborn, but now I think the firstborn is actually going to die. Now, now the first one. I I think Malvo likes him. Remember the scene where he told him the joke. I I think why he told him the joke. But again, but again, I I think like you said, I I think hitmen don't kill innocent people. Yeah, if you kill a dog, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're, We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back to the beginning of the episode when Officer Gus gets the call that a dog has been murdered and he needs to go investigate. He says, can a dog be? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Just like you can't kidnap an adult. I don't think you can murder an animal. No, I am not having a Karen call a police officer because her poodle was murdered or her Labrador. Like that. I think, I think, uh, an animal can die. You can kill an animal. I don't think you can murder an animal. That bitch inconvenienced somebody. <laughs> and it had to be taken care of. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I love dogs. I'm sorry. I see the random. But <laughs> if it took the time for someone to kill that thing personally, I think it was a nuisance to someone. <laughs> wow. So I'm looking for a new co-host for our Fargo series. If anyone's interested, let me know. I love I love dogs, okay? I love dogs. I love them so much. Um so 
So you have, you have Milos just freaked out. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, Malvo is standing on top of his supermarket watching it all because he likes to watch his destruction. I just, uh, um, wouldn't fly in, in the 2021 when there's cameras everywhere. Just watching this whole, yeah, but he's just standing there watching. Um, and the next scene, you see Mr. Wrench and Mr. Numbers, the two hitmen, fighting in a bar. One's, you know, I, I don't even know what they were fighting about, but they're mad that they didn't get their guy and they don't know what's going on. Or they don't know, like, you know, what the next move is. Well, they just look stupid. Like, yeah, I mean, no one likes to be embarrassed. No, yeah, they, they did look. They, they, they got, they let Lester get away. That says something. Yeah. I, if there's if there's one thing about Malvo, he's not letting Lester get away. Calls for a bar fight. I yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think that does call for a bar fight. <laughs> I was not thinking that way, but I think you're totally right. Yeah. They let Lester get away. Um, and uh, they both get arrested. They're they're sort of they're really going at it in this bar. They both get arrested, and I think to their delightful surprise. They see Lester in the jail that they're about to get booked into. And the end of the episode is them two just walking up to Lester. He's sitting on the bench. Lester gets up and sits right back down. Oh, you got to remember, just like the other one, we had good and bad. This also ended with Molly and Gus kind of on date number two. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they might have cut this from the actual episode. But once Gus showed up, I think Molly was like, who are you? I don't. Oh, you're the you're the guy. I, I don't I don't see that going anywhere. Oh. We still haven't figured out the bet for what happens for who dies first. Right. So so we have this ongoing bet. Who's going to die first? Officer Gus or Officer Molly? Um, I said it was going to be Officer Gus. You said it was going to be Officer Molly. They might be forming this relationship, in which case they might die at the exact same time. I I definitely think. If they die in the same episode, it's who dies first. Well, we had episode. So I don't know about timing of the episode. Well, I don't think think either of us are going to hit the bet on the actual episode. So then, then it, it turns into a time-based thing. I, I think if episode, if they die in the same episode, whose death was worse? Like the no, it was first. first. No, no, because it's the same episode. I think it's worse, not first. I, I, think, I think if Gus gets shot and then Molly gets shot, I win. It's how many times they get shot. No, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think but if someone happen. gets a throat slit. Okay, I, f- I know we have a lot of guns here, but but, but that, that's so subjective. Like, who dies first is objective. No, you, okay, who's worse, getting stabbed while you're fucking a stripper in the back of the head or getting shot with a two-barrel shotgun? Okay, but I don't foresee Officer Gus or, or Officer Molly bludgeoned. putting themselves in that position. Or getting bludgeoned with a hammer, okay? I don't know what's worse, getting shot or getting my throat slit. But that's what I, I don't know. Right now, I think stripper is one, bludgeon is two, and then the shotgun is three. And then wait, where is freezing in the cold blast? I think I think we have I think we have one more episode for the bet. And if if we don't hit the episode number, then we can talk about what the new bet is. And I it, we have I we'll make it an Instagram poll. I say let Instagram choose which death was worse. I'll make an Instagram poll and we'll decide. Based- I, I I still think it's who dies first. In the episode, I disagree. But if if it's different episodes, can you at least give me that? If it's different episodes, of course it's who dies first. What if it's at the beginning of the episode and then at the end of the episode? No, because if it's that's no, I, I think I think if it's like that, if it's the same scene, I will give you who dies worse. If it's different scenes, I think oh. it's, it might as well be different episodes. If it's same scene, they die at the if the, they die at the exact same way. No, they, the same scene. 
there, we don't have like Buffy, someone like doing kicks and slide. Like, no, if it's in the same scene, if, if it's in the same scene, I imagine there's going to be a fist fight. Gus is going to lose that fist fight pretty quickly. Fist fight. With Malvo, None and then, and then Molly, fine. Molly's Molly's gonna keep going. What do you think this is? No one's doing a fist fight in Minnesota. Has anyone done a? But okay, the Lester, Lester. <laughs> no one's dead yet, but Lauren Malvo knows Lester. I mean, uh, Officer Gus knows his name. That's that might as well be a death sentence. He but he's going to find out soon enough that Molly knows his name, too, because Molly knows his name first. Molly, got I know, but that might as well be a death sentence. The man, Officer Gus, is walking to death row. He's not there yet, but he's, he's on the way. How about this? Let's predict the death cause of death. And if you get that, that automatically secures your spot It's the winner. And we, no, still we we already had our bet. We're just gonna let it play out. Okay, what is who what is the loser of the bet get? Nothing. I don't know. You tell me. You, we can't have I, a, I, I, I don't want salmonella. You don't want salmonella. Okay. We'll have to think about it. Hey, you get you get bragging rights. That's enough for me. I mean, I, I I like a little more than bragging rights, right? No, because because you you don't win much. You when you when you do, you really gotta win. I get that. You you come up with something and let me know. All right, all right. Comment. You know, give us something if you want us to do something crazy that maybe Stephen will agree to. Yeah, if if any of the listeners have an idea for what the loser of the bet has to do, let us know. All right. Good episode. We got we got episode five coming up next week. But what do you think? What are, what are your big, big lookouts? Big predictions for next episode? Um, that's a great question. I, I think the uh, Milos's money drop is going to, I think something's going to happen there. I don't think he's the type of guy, even though he does believe God is real, I don't think he's the type of guy that just drops a million dollars and walks away. I think that's going to be a little bit of a fight. Um, and I think Officer Molly encounters Malvo for the first time. Ooh. Face to face. Yeah, what about you? Um, I think... I think the goons die. Do you think the goons die? I think we get rid of the goons and then new goons come in. Oh, wow. That's bold. Yeah. I think maybe not this episode new goons come in, but the... and the net. But I think these goons die because... Okay, okay. That'll be fun. All right. This is a good one. See you next week. See you next week. All right. Bye.